0: You're listening to Truncated Thoughts, presented by Pre-Scouter. We're talking about one hot topic in healthcare in just a few minutes. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmier, and I'm joined by Ryan LaRanger. As you may recall, our last discussion was on quantum computing. Today, we're going to continue that discussion, but more so in the context of patient data, cybersecurity, and HIPAA, since, as we know, it's not uncommon that our greatest innovations come with some inherent risk. So, Ryan, let's start this conversation by highlighting the advantages of quantum computing as it relates to patient data.
1: So, and thank you. Quantum computing is very good at dealing with complex data sets. So things that you wouldn't put on an Excel spreadsheet without it having an absolutely ridiculous number of cells. Uh, the more continuous the variable is, the more complex the variable is, theoretically, the better, at quantum, the better quantum computers are at handling that data. So for instance, classic EMR metrics, age, height, weight, and so on, that's a waste of a quantum computer's time. Where a quantum computer excels is, for instance, in processing and analyzing imaging data, right? So a CT scan, an x-ray, in order to turn that visual complex data set into an insight. Now the other area where quantum computing may be valuable, and again, it's important to stress a lot of this is theoretical. We've only recently gotten to the point where Google has said we have quantum supremacy for one application. And so all of this is subject to change. But that being said, quantum, computer, quantum computers may be very, very good at the application of AI and machine learning to even simpler data sets in order to get better, higher resolution, more accurate insights into the state of the patient's health now and how that may change moving forward.
0: Awesome, so I mean, I think a lot of people hear machine learning and artificial intelligence and while there's some excitement around that, you know, there's a little bit of fear that maybe comes with that, or uncertainty. So let's let's dive into the potential risk and exposure and how to protect against them as these systems become a little bit more sophisticated. You know, as a patient, should I be concerned in any way?
1: <laughs> so uh, I'm going to take your question from two angles. I think it's a great question, but both of these angles are important. One side of patient concern, I think, would be based around privacy. Uh, our insurance, uh, is it going to get, oh gosh, there was this one movie I'm dating myself where a bunch of people in a pool trying to figure out future crimes, whatever that movie was, that's the fear, right? And then on the other hand, there's a concern of will people steal my data using these, uh, new super powerful quantum computers, right? So let's just take each of those in turn. On the one end, right, the people anticipating what's going to happen and maybe that will be a problem, that's a legitimate concern for a patient to have. It's privacy is important. You don't want people raising your rates for a reason that seems completely ridiculous. Uh, Many of the groups that I've spoken with have made this concern a very high priority, working that line between uh, being, let's say, uh, not malicious, but perhaps a little bit too uh, um, unethical, if you like, and then the other end where it's ethical use of data in order to get better health outcomes. So some of this is going to be a regulatory thing, but elements are moving and generally speaking, I would say the right direction to make that less of a concern for patients and turn this instead into a tool that's helpful. The earlier you catch disease, the more likely you are to survive or get a better outcome. This is especially the case in cancer. And cancer, it, and this is a whole other conversation, has a number of potential early warning signs that if our algorithms get sufficiently good, we might be able to detect by blood tests, right? People have been dreaming of and working towards trying to get blood test mediated detection of early stage cancer for an age, but you're dealing this complex data set quantum computing and machine learning might be able to help with that kind of early detection, which could be a net positive for the patient. Now, the other side, but before I go on, let me just take a pause there. Does that all sort of make sense?
0: That that does make sense. And by the way, I think you were probably thinking of the movie Minority Report. Do I have That's that right? That's it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, please continue.
1: Okay. So then on the other side, it's data security outside threats. Now, one of the big challenges with uh, data security and quantum computing is that most traditional, uh, what I will say most traditional cybersecurity algorithms are based on defeating conventional computers, right? And so a conventional computer to break through a system would take something on the order of, you know, a thousand years, a hundred thousand years, depending on how good the uh, security system is. However, Quantum computers, because they're able to you know, basically work through slash defeat Shor's algorithm um, very well, because they're not dealing with ones and zeros, they're dealing with zeros, ones and twos, if you like, um, they're able to get through these systems much, much faster. Now, this is a concern, but there are a few different ways to deal with it. There are a number of groups right now that are working on using conventional computers and conventional uh, cryptography that's engineered in such a way that it can defeat quantum computers. And those are actually showing a lot of promise. Commercially, there are a few groups available now which are actually offering that service. So you can buy encryption, which is quantum safe uh, presently. I don't know how good it is because there haven't been many quantum enabled hackers, but that's a thing on the horizon. On the other hand, uh, for quantum encryption, This is something where uh, people are very excited about it because quantum is perfect for determining whether or not something has been observed, and that includes data. So using quantum encryption or any kind of quantum security system allows you theoretically to know exactly when someone who you don't want to see your data sees your data. And then you can obviously engage in countermeasures.
0: So you've highlighted a few advantages, you know, early detection, which might promote better outcomes. And you've also alluded to the fact that there are some, we'll call them surveillance mechanisms to know if the data has been seen or viewed. Are these advantages that leverage quantum computing enough to outweigh the associated risk and costs?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, So right now, and we spoke about this a little bit last time, quantum computing is extremely expensive. But a thing to keep in mind is once upon a time, traditional computers were in warehouses, right? They used vacuum tubes. They were ridiculously expensive. And so I think that in the near term, building encryption systems which can defeat quantum computing are great. And quantum computing applications, which are based more on uh, smart targeting or smart and molecules to uh, hit the right epitope and produce right therapeutic benefit. I think in the near term, those kinds of applications are going to be cost effective. As things move forward, uh, that may change. But for right now, with the costs and the risks being what they are, it's likely to be a bit on the, uh, I will say, outside edges, but the very, very exciting outside edges.
0: Excellent. Yeah, that's that's promising. I mean, it's exciting to, to follow. As always, our goal, of course, is to keep our episodes sort of bite-sized, and we hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to the podcast via Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher, and tune into future episodes where you know we'll record at least one per week is what we're sort of committing each other to. Um, next week we're going to be discussing CRISPR, and there's certainly a lot to discuss there, and perhaps even some overlap in in some of these discussions we've had already. So until then, thanks for listening.